And a glorious week this week. I am so excited about ministering the word to you this week. Thank you for joining me. I really, really mean that. I mean this with all of my heart. I enjoy this more than probably you enjoy it. Because I just enjoy ministering the word of God. And Jesus is so wonderful. Oh, we're going to have a great week together. Good Friday is coming up this Friday. I am looking forward to it with great excitement. And Lord, I thank you for what you're going to show us today. To you and only to you belongs the glory. And God, people said amen and amen. Today I'm going to talk about our hope of glory. Our hope of glory. Isn't that glorious? All right. A lady came to her pastor one day. She said, I'm bored. He said, why are you bored? Oh, she said, because it's the same songs Every Sunday, it's the same songs, same sermons, same altar calls, and I'm just bored. (laughs) She said that to her pastor. And he said, well, what are you looking for? Oh, she said, I'm looking for joy. I'm looking for peace. And I want to have the assurance I'm going to heaven. And the man said, what else is there? And I'm thinking to myself, That's a very sad answer because there's more to Christianity than love, joy, and peace in heaven. Way more. The Bible tells us that in Ephesians 4, why don't you turn with me to Ephesians 4, please, verse 11. And then I'm going to read right through verse 15. What the Bible tells us is the Christian life is not about joy, peace, and heaven. That's the beginning of the Christian life. The Christian life is about you and I being transformed into the image of the Son of God day by day. Think about from glory to glory every day. So it's not about, oh, I just want joy and peace and I want to make sure I'm going to get to heaven. So that's where most believers are today. Sadly, they are saved. They want to make sure they're going to heaven. But between both is a vacuum. Between both, okay, I got saved, I pray I'll make heaven. There's a vacuum filled with boredom and questions. So faith in Jesus is the beginning of entering that fullness of the Spirit. It's really, it's just the doorway into life. So we begin with Ephesians 4.11, and he gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers, for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come, I love this part, till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. That's really where we're going. His perfect image in our hearts and lives. To me, like him, that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro, carried about with every wind of doctrine. I'm reading verse 14. By the slight of men or by the craftiness, trickery of men, and cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive. But speaking the truth in love, may grow up into him 
may grow up into him in all things. Grow up into Jesus in all things, which is the head, even Christ. So, God Almighty, and we have the beautiful story of the prodigal son, you know, the embrace and kisses of the prodigal son, but it's followed by what? It's followed by responsibilities of being a son. So when you and I got saved, it's just like the prodigal son who came home, and the father embraced him, and the father kissed him, and the father welcomed him home. But the, but the final result is to be a son, to live like a son. So we have to move into transformation, into being transformed into the image of the Lord Jesus. And we just read it in, in this beautiful portion of Ephesians 4. So sadly, a lot of people today are bored because of what they're seeing. They have no hope they'll ever get to that place of the glory of God. So what, is, what does the word hope mean, biblically speaking? Because we talk about the hope of glory, the hope of glory. What is the hope of glory? What does that word hope means? Well, the word hope in our day has lost its meaning. It's lost its bite. The Bible tells us the Lord promised us way more, way more than forgiveness. Uh, frankly, way, way more than heaven. Way more than that. Our goal is beyond heaven. Because one day, heaven is coming to earth. You know, we pray now, our Father which art in heaven. The day will come when God the Father will leave heaven and make his abode on the earth forever. Earth will become the habitation of God. So we can no longer pray, our Father which art in heaven, when God the Father will be on the earth, when he will make a brand new earth and he will dwell among us. Think about that glorious day. So our ultimate goal is being transformed into the image of Jesus. That's really where, where we are going. So yes, it's way more than forgiveness. So when we got saved, God put in each one of us a blessed hope. So <clears throat> when God made us righteous, when God made you righteous, he made you righteous forever. Think about that one. And yet, he declared something powerful in Colossians. Let's go there. Colossians, I love, I love this portion of God's word so much in the Bible, talks about this hope of glory that God has given us. And so I'm reading verse 21 through 27 of Colossians 1. And you that were sometime alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now have you reconciled in the body of his flesh through death to present you holy, unblameable, unreprovable in his sight. If ye continue in the faith, grounded and settled, and be not moved away from the hope of the gospel, 
But what is the hope of the gospel? Keep listening. Which you have heard, which was preached to every creature, which is under heaven, whereof I, Paul, am made a minister, who now rejoice in my sufferings for you, and fill up that which is behind of the afflictions of Christ in my flesh for his body's sake, which is the church, whereof I am made a minister, according to the dispensation of God, which is given to me for you, to fulfill the word of God, even the mystery, watch this, even that hidden secret, the mystery, which hath been hid from ages and from generations, but now is made manifest to his saints. What is that? To whom God would make known what is the riches, what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ in you, the hope of glory, means that Jesus in you is the beginning that will transform you into his glory. Because, see, the Lord said very clearly that we would get to that place. He said, the glory you have given me, I have, I have given them. So the ultimate destination is that we shall be like him completely, completely. You know, in, uh, in Romans 5, in Romans 5, Paul talks about this so powerfully. At ver in verse 2 and verse 5, he says, By whom also we have access by faith into this grace, wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Meaning the hope in us is that one day we will be one with the Lord because he is the glory of God. And then verse five says, and hope maketh not ashamed because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. What hope? Well, in verse 2, he says, we have in us, we have in us, we rejoice in hope, in hope of the glory of God. In verse 5, he says, and hope, that hope does not make us ashamed. We don't end up disappointed because we will reach our destination, meaning because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit, meaning it's the work of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is pouring that transformation in us. Day by day, we move from glory to glory. But we have to understand, what glory, what glory is that all about? It's the glory of well, let me just read this to you. I think you, let's go to John. John, that's the Gospel of John. Chapter 1, first of all, because we have to, un to understand what is the glory of God? Well, in John 1.14, the Bible says, And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his, his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, 
full of grace and truth. So Jesus is the glory of God. So to, to, to know the Lord is to live being transformed into that same image. And the Lord prayed in John 17. Let's go to John 17 quickly. The same book and chapter 17. And I'm going to look at verse 22 with you. And what was his prayer in that? What was his prayer in that beautiful portion? So John 17, verse 22. Here is the prayer of Jesus. And we can, you know, you can read that whole chapter for yourself later. But look, look at verse 22. And the glory which thou gavest me, I have given them, that they may be one, even as we are one. That's incredible. So here in John we are told that Jesus prayed. He who is the, the glory of God prayed. And the glory which you have given to me, I have given them that they may be one, even as we are one. Wait, hold it. That they may be one, even as we are one. The Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit are one. Three persons, one God. Think about what the Lord just prayed, that we will be one with him with the Father, with the Holy Spirit, even as the, as the Trinity is one, we will be one with God, the Trinity. That to me is mind-boggling. Incredibly powerful. Wow. I in them, verse 23, I in them and thou in me, that they may be made perfect in one. Knock, knock, wait. I in them, you in me, that the church may be made perfect in the oneness, in the oneness of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. You need to read verse 22 and 23 of John 17 and meditate upon those two verses. It's like amazing. That is the hope of glory. So Christ in you, the hope of glory, doesn't mean just the hope of sitting on some heavenly cloud and playing a Jewish harp forever. The hope of glory is that oneness, it's oneness with the Lord. Moses, Moses uh, prayed one day. He said, Lord, let me see your glory. Remember that? That's in Exodus 33, 18. He said, I beseech thee, show me your glory. And God, in chapter 34, beginning at verse 5, begins to reveal his attributes, who he is, who is the Lord. He said, the Lord is gracious merciful and gracious, long-suffering, abundant in goodness and truth, keeping mercy for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin. That will by no means clear the guilty, 
visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children and the children's children to the third and fourth generation. God was revealing his full nature, his nature. So when Moses said, show me your glory, God revealed his nature. Here is the most amazing, amazing truth. We will be one in nature with the Lord. Not just look like him. We will be like him. We shall be like him as he is, we read in scripture. That is to me most amazing. Amazing love. How can it be that thou, my God, should die for me? <sighs> wow. The hope of the glory of God. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Let's go back just one more time to Philippians chapter 2. Oh, this is so precious. Verse 12 and 13. Wherefore, I'm reading Philippians 2, 12 and 13. Wherefore, my, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God which worketh in you both to do, both to will and to do his good pleasure. What is his purpose? What is his pleasure? The hope of glory. That's God's pleasure. That's God's will for every one of us. I want to I want to remind you. This is I mean this is so heavy and so glorious. We need to just I need to repeat Colossians real quickly chapter 1 because sometimes I think when when we read a scripture we're not really catching on everything it says. So Colossians 1.21, you that were enemies, verse uh, 22, now God has reconciled because of his death on the cross in the body of his flesh. And now we are, we are told continue in the faith, grounded and settled, and don't be moved from the hope of the gospel. And now Paul says something powerful that there is a mystery that's been hid, but now has is, is been manifest in these last days in verse 26, that God would make known the riches of the glory of this hidden mystery among the Gentiles. God has been hiding that from the angels, from the invisible world, that his hope is the hope of glory in us is Jesus. That we, we would be transformed into his image. His image. And I'm saying it slowly because I really want you to get this most amazing truth in the word of God. Look at 2 Corinthians 3. I'm going to start reading at verse 7 because there's so much in this chapter about this. Paul says, if the ministration of death, meaning the Old Testament, 
written and engraved in stones, was glorious. So that the children of Israel could not steadfastly behold the face of Moses for the glory of his countenance, which glory was to be done away with. So the glory of God shone through him. He did not partake of it. We will. The glory shone through him, but it was already fading. How shall not the ministration of the Spirit, verse 9, be rather glorious or more glorious? For if the ministration of condemnation be glory, if the old covenant had glory in it, much more does the ministration of righteousness exceed in glory. For even that which was made glorious had no glory in this respect. By reason of the glory that excels, or because of the glory that excels, the greater glory in the New Testament, greater glory because of the Lord Jesus. For if that which is done away was glorious, much more that which remains is glorious. Seeing then that we have such hope, again, the hope of what? Glory. We use great plainness of speech. In other words, we we don't complicate the message. We don't complicate the promise of God. And not as Moses, which put a veil over his face, that the children of Israel could not steadfastly look to the end of that which is abolished. In other words, to be abolished. Their minds were blinded, for until this day remains the same veil untaken away in the reading of the Old Testament which veil is done away in Christ. But even unto this day, when Moses is read, the veil is upon their heart. Nevertheless, when it shall turn to the Lord, the veil will be taken away. In other words, when a Jewish man turns to the Lord, the veil is gone. Now the Lord is that spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, is liberty. We all, verse 18, this is the key, but we all with open face, meaning no veil, Beholding as in a glass, meaning through the word, the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. The hope of glory. The Bible tells us we all have fallen short of the glory of God. When people sin, They cannot attain that. They miss it altogether. So living in sin is the only thing that keeps us from being transformed into the glory of God. The glory of God. Wow. The glory of God. His nature. His nature, who he is. We shall be like him as he is. The Bible tells us in Ephesians 1, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places, in Christ. According as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy without blame, before him in love, meaning love before the foundation of the world, having predestined us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ himself, according 
to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, that we will praise him for his glory and his grace, wherein he hath made us accepted in the beloved. You need to read this entire chapter and see what it says. And verse 12 says that we should be to the praise of his glory who first trusted in Christ. Portion after portion talks about that we are going to that place to be transformed. That's why verse 17, he says that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, watch this, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, verse 18 of Ephesians 1, that you may know what is the hope of his calling. What is the hope of his calling? The glory in you. And what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. Wow. The glory, the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the church. So what Jesus said in John, what he prayed in John 17, 22, the glory you've given me, I have given them that they may be one even as we are. The hope of glory. It's time to forsake the world. It's time to say no to self and the flesh. It's time to say no to the world and all it offers and place our whole life in Jesus. Cling to the Lord. Cleave to the Lord. Never leave his sight. For the promise is, he will transform you into his image. That is our destination. Not, I want joy and peace and make sure I get to heaven. That's only the, the beginning of Christianity. Not the fullness of the Christian faith. What an amazing God. What an amazing Lord Jesus. Amazing love, how can it be? that thou, my God, should die for me. What is man? You're mindful of him. For the Son of Man, you have visited him. Lord, let them see it. Let that one watching understand it. Your inheritance in us. Your glory in us. Forever to be like you. Transformed into your image. Into your likeness. To you be all the praise. Hallelujah. You know, when God said in the, in, in the book of Genesis, let us make man in our image and our likeness. Image, that's humanity. Likeness, that's the church. Because they're not like him. They'll never be like him. Only the church would be like him. Isn't that powerful? Let us make man in our image and our likeness. So when God said in our image, he meant humanity. In our likeness, 
him at the church. And we will reach that place. We shall be like him. Hallelujah. That is our hope of glory. It's time to give now to the Lord. It's time to say, I love you, Lord, with all my heart. And I love your gospel. And I want to sow my seed in the gospel that more and more men and women will be born again, will get saved, and will come to know you, Lord, which is the reason for life itself. Well, God will bless you for that, I promise you. When you give, he always gives back way more than we give. He gives seed to the sower, and he'll prosper you. So go ahead and give right now on the platform you're watching me on, or you can sow by going to our website, benin.org, or you can just simply text BHM45777. And don't forget my new book, Mysteries of the Anointing. It's in bookstores. Everything I've learned about the anointing is in that book. Get it today from everywhere that books are sold. Much love. Tomorrow I'm preaching on the world of the living dead. <laughs> you don't want to miss tomorrow. The world of the living dead. You're going to love it. Okay, I'll see you tomorrow. Much love. Bye-bye.